You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. exalt and praise you Lord praise God let's clap our hands to the Lord let's get a little excited about things tonight praise God praise God praise God hallelujah hallelujah praise God amen you may be seated the Lord bless you tonight it's wonderful being in the house of the Lord look forward to it I don't know what I'd do if I couldn't get to the house of the Lord I'd have to go online, and I'm not very good at that. Amen. I like to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I just like to be with the people of God and worshiping and the, the Lord in the house of God. Amen. Wonderful service this morning, wasn't it? And I was telling our pastor, what a great message. People in need. There is such a need. I was thinking as he was ministering this morning, I had my head down, weeping half the service. I was thinking about all the folks we minister to in the nursing homes. We have now six nursing homes that we go to each month. Brother James Beckerton does two, so we have eight. And there's another one made an inquiry this week, if we can come. I, I just, I go there and I look at those poor people who need just a friend. They just need someone to come by and touch them, put their... Put your hand on their head, talk to them a few minutes, encourage them. We have a great team that goes with us, Brother and Sister Wilson, Brother and Sister uh, Wright, and the McKinnons come, and Sister Rose. We just have a great time singing and worshiping the Lord. So we have three this coming week. Anybody want to join us, just come and talk to us. We'd love to have you come and join us. Be at the Kennebec, we're going to be at the Cohen, and we'll be at the Villa. Uh, Lock Lomond Villa. Amen. Will you pray with us about those things? I mean, this is so important. I believe it's important. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you a little bit about our mission, uh, mission convention that's coming up. Believe it or not, it's two months from now. September the 8th through the 10th is our missions convention, and we got two great speakers coming. Brother Tom Foster is coming. And also Brother Mark Dross. And we are excited. We're going to believe God for a mighty, mighty move of God. We had such a fantastic one last year. It was just, it just, it was just more than I could even imagine and think of that would happen to us. It was so wonderful. And we're believing God again for another great missions convention. Will you begin to pray with me right now about our convention? Amen. We've got great speakers coming Brother Foster, he's my friend. I call him Tom Cruise. Amen. He comes with his cowboy hat on. But he's a great, great preacher and a great friend of ours. And we're just so glad they're coming again this year. Praise God. So in, in your prayer time, put the missions convention in, in that list that you're praying for. It's so important. We, we can have church, but if God doesn't move, 
If the Spirit of the Lord is not moving amongst us, it's just kind of a waste of time and money. But I'll tell you what, when God is moving where two or three are gathered in His name, the Bible says they are, He is there in the midst of them. And we're believing God for a great, great convention. Amen? Amen. I got a picture. I want to put a picture of a young girl that is in Pakistan. And I got a text from her father, and she is very, very sick in a coma. And her name is Victoria. Could you pray with me right now? I told him that we would pray tonight for Victoria. Could we stand? And let's just pray for Victoria for a great re uh, her healing in her body tonight, God. Oh, God, she's 13 years old. My God, I just pray for Victoria right now, Lord. Jesus' name, Lord. Touch her and raise her up, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Let healing flow in that little body tonight, God. Bless that family pastoring over there, Lord. A lot of opposition, a lot of things happening, God. God, and the enemy would like to discourage, but God, we claim victory tonight in Jesus' name right now on behalf of Victoria. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. Thank you so much. Last month we gave $16,238. Just clap your hands and thank the Lord for all of that. Amen. I thank the Lord for missions. And uh, as long as missions remains a part of our church, then your, this church will be blessed. I believe that with everything within me, that missions is the heartbeat of God, home and abroad. Okay, I know you were quiet this morning, but you're not allowed to be quiet on Sunday night. Amen. I thank God that the heartbeat that he has is for souls around the world. And that includes right here in our own city. Amen. And uh, even as we speak, people are reaching out to individuals um, right now with an outreach. And we're asking God to mightily move in that outreach for connections to people that don't know the Lord. Uh, maybe the way you and I do. And uh, we want everybody to hear about this wonderful truth. Amen. Amen. People in need, that's what we spoke about this morning. And tonight, I'm just going to talk to you for a little bit on freedom. Um, are, do you feel free? Because I feel like we, we kind of been going through the motions a little bit tonight. Now, we may all be tired and exhausted. I don't know. Um, but don't save your energy for after church. Save your energy for church. And uh, I, I'm thankful to be free. I'm thankful to be free. Amen. I thank the Lord for the freedom we have in him. That's why it's written in John chapter 8 and verse 36. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Amen. The Old Testament depicts uh, the original incident, of course, of the fall of man and sin. You can read that in Genesis 3 and verses 6 to 10, the whole story about how uh, 
uh, Eve was deceived and, and Adam followed and, and both of them ate of the tree that God had desired for them not to. And in that willfully rebelling against God, they, they lost their communion with the maker. And ever since then, mankind has been emotionally afraid, emotionally naked, and emotionally in hiding. And our problems all go back to the fact uh, that uh, we got to get back into the presence of God to be free. I'm going to preach uh, tonight uh, that you and I need to be free. Is that okay with you? Hallelujah. Whom the Son, hallelujah, has set free is free indeed. No more chains of slavery. I'm thankful, amen, that God gave us a plan to get back in communion with Him, to get back in relationship with Him. And the Scripture, hallelujah, gives us uh, uh, lots of Scripture on how that has been reversed. Uh, and wonderful things has happened for you and I. Uh, all our sins uh, have been forgiven. Paul writes and says uh, in Colossians 2, and you being dead in your sins uh, and the uncircumcision of your flesh uh, hath he quickened together with him having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, that was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Now, I don't know. I think sometimes, if we're not careful, we take for granted how powerful those verses are. What I used to be, it's no longer what I am. Where I used to go, it's no longer where I go. What I used to say, it's no longer what I say. He has taken all your trespasses, my trespasses, everything that was contrary. He has forgiven you and I of our sin. I am free of sin. I'm free of sin. You're free of sin. If you're not free of sin tonight, I wouldn't leave this place until I was absolutely knowledgeable that I was free from the power of sin. You don't have to live under the guilt of sin. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. He has taken away all of our sin. Not only has he taken away our sin, but you have become a child of God. John 1, 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Not only did he take away my sin, he adopted me into his family. If you're feeling a little bad or upset or lonely or discouraged, realize that he's adopted you into his family. Not just any family. I mean, there's all kinds of conversation about the the royal family. I mean, there's all kinds of conversation currently about the Biden family. And people's trying to figure out where Justin Trudeau actually came from. 
I mean, there's all kinds of questions about family, but let me tell you what kind of a family you're in. He adopted you into the heavenly family, the family of God. Hallelujah. You're free tonight because you're his child. Not my child, not someone else's child. You were born again. Hallelujah. You took on the name of Jesus, and he grafted you into his vine. Amen. Sometimes I think we, we, we forget about who we really are. Forgiven a sin, a child of God, you have received the, op- the opportunity tonight of eternal life. John 5, 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Don't get discouraged with this world. This world is just a little drop in the bucket. When you're free, you have everlasting life. Something inside of us, oh, apostolics, Pentecostals, hallelujah, don't allow yourself to become callous, hallelujah, or stagnant or stale in your relationship with God. Realize tonight that you are free and everlasting life is yours. It's not this life. It's not death. It's not the grave. All those things have been defeated and overcome. He has given you everlasting life. He's delivered you from Satan's domain and transferred you into God's kingdom. Paul writes to the church of Colossians chapter 1. He says, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. You don't have to worry about the enemy. What a powerful message that Dr. Hughes spoke at camp. You don't have to worry about the enemy. He's been defeated a long time ago. Amen. Hallelujah. He's, he's taken domain over Satan. Hallelujah. And translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. Christ comes to dwell within you by his spirit. To whom God would have known what is the richest of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. When you are free, church, you have his spirit inside of you. You become a new creation. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I'm talking about freedom. There's a lot of things that are happening in the world right now that are weighing people down and got people's minds whirling and got people's thoughts distracted. But you as a child of God, don't allow yourself to become distracted from being free. You are declared righteous by God. That's what the scripture says. In in, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, For he hath made him to be sin for us, uh, who knew no sin, that we might be made uh, the righteousness of God in him. You are accepted by God. 
to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. I have just given you enough reasons tonight that you should never, ever live without being free. Ever. Don't allow yourself to come under the weight of what the world is putting out there and what the mind comes up with and what, what the, uh, your flesh would, would lust after in any way. No, no. Let yourself be free because whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Listen, the enemy is the father of lies. He twists and he distorts the truth. He brings all kinds of deception. Tries to make all kinds of things look like truth. That's not, it hasn't changed. It was the same way in Genesis 3. Ah, don't worry about it. You're not going to die. What do you mean you can't eat of that tree? Look how nice it is. He's been telling the same types of stuff all the way back to Genesis 3. He's a liar. And when he tries to make you feel like you can't be free, you shouldn't be free, you have no right to be free, it is a lie. Everything about it is a lie. You don't have to live under that. And in spite of Adam and Eve's sin, hallelujah, God brought us back into a destiny where our, our relationship with him can be restored and, and salvation changed our lives and, and we reflect his character. And everything the enemy says is deceptive. And even Christians are believing it. And sometimes they're basing their worth and their performance. And they're equating it according to how the enemy would like it to be. Something like this. My self-worth equals my performance plus other people's opinion. And people are playing that game that it matters what everyone else is thinking. They didn't make you free. They didn't set you free. They didn't fill you with his, their spirit. They didn't bring you into eternal life. They haven't declared you righteous. Hallelujah. Everything about what has happened to you is because of him. Why would you worry about what someone else thinks? Don't allow yourself not to be free because of someone else's opinion. Everybody has an opinion. That does not mean it's truth. There's a book by Robert McGee. It's called The Search for Significance. And he lists four of the most common false beliefs that people are dealing with in our lives today. Problem number one is the performance trap. And that false belief is that I must measure up in order to feel good about myself in comparison to someone else. And the consequences of that is fear of failure, perfectionism, and you're, you're driven to succeed and, and manipulation happens by other people and you withdraw from risk because you're scared of failure 
And God's got an answer for that. And Paul wrote in Romans chapter 3, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace. You don't have to be somebody else. You don't have to try to measure up to someone else. This is not a performance game. God set you free. God set me free. Hallelujah. Nobody's going to take that freedom away. Hallelujah. Everybody's been a sinner. Everybody's been under the weight of sin. But when you come in contact with him, this is not a performance audition of some sort. The enemy uses a performance trap to catch people where they think they got to measure up to someone else. And all that brings is fear of failure. God has set you free by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Problem number two, Robert McGee says, is the approval addict. I must be accepted by others in order to feel good about myself. And what the consequences of that is, is the fear of rejection being oversensitive to criticism and withdrawing yourself from people that, that you don't feel approval from. That's why, that's why uh, the technology has been such an issue. People are living for check marks. And if they don't get a check mark or a like or a little heart or some silly thing, they're all discouraged about it what they posted. I couldn't care less if people give me a check mark, a circle, a square. It wouldn't, it does, I don't know what any of them are and I couldn't care less. My approval does not come from a check mark. I couldn't care less. I have no desire to worry about a like or a heart or, or, or some angry face. I refuse to use emojis. My approval doesn't come from that. Amen. He set me free. This is what is the is, this is what God's answer is to that. Romans 14 for the kingdom of God it's not meat and drink but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost for he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. I've only got one person that I'm worried about being accepted by and that's the person who made me free. I don't have time for all that other stuff. Some people are really discouraged when they feel like they put something important online and it didn't get enough people looking at it. I never have to worry about that. The third problem is the blame game. Those who fail and are unworthy of love and deserve to be punished. That's the false belief. And what they live under is the fear of punishment and the punishment of others and, and people blaming them. And people live under that umbrella. 
in their lives and never feel good about themselves because they always feel like they're going to be blamed or they're unworthy or they don't qualify or they don't, they don't uh, measure up. Uh, and so they have this fear of punishment. Uh, and God's got an answer for that. He said, my little children, uh, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Uh, and he is the propitiation for our sins uh, and not for ours only, but also for the sins uh, of the whole world. Even if I make a mistake, I've got someone who's going to go to bat for me. He made me free, and he wants to be free indeed. He doesn't desire for me to live under some cloud, hallelujah, that the world would put out there or my mind would create. No, no, no. He says, come to the person. Come to me, he says, and I will stand on your behalf. You don't even have to pay him. He's an advocate that's free. He's already taken care of the cost. So you got the problem of performance and you got the problem of approval and you got the problem of blame. And fourthly, you got the problem of shame. I am what I am and I can't change and I'm hopeless and I'm always going to be this way. That's the false belief. And what happens, there's the feelings of shame and hopelessness and inferiority and, and there's a, a loss of creativity and you become isolated and you withdraw yourselves from others because that's the consequences of that type of thinking. But God's got an answer. He always has an answer. In Titus 3, he says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. You don't have to live in shame because he became shame for you. That's what he did at Calvary. He became shame for you. You don't have to live in shame. You don't have to live under that, that, that false belief that, that you uh, are, are shameless and hopeless and you're inferior. Uh, you're a child of God. You have been set free. Uh, you say, Pastor, maybe uh, uh, that's good for you. No, no, no. It's not just good for me. It's good for everybody. Hallelujah. The same God that set me free is the same God that can set you free. The same God that filled you with His Spirit is the same God that filled me with His Spirit. I don't got no special treatment. God filled me with His Spirit. Long before I ever became a preacher, I was baptized in his name. Long before he ever called me into the ministry, I gave my heart and life to him long before I ever knew that I would be a pastor. All these things are the same for everybody. He's put responsibility upon my life, and I, I don't regret that a bit. But I was a Christian before I was a pastor. 
I served God before he, he, he sent me to Bible college. Long before I became the superintendent, I made up my mind that I was going to love him, serve him, give him, praise him. Hallelujah. Everything I got. That was long before any position ever came my way. I decided to be free because that's what the scripture says. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And religions around the world, they have been attempting to answer the deep need in the heart of people for love and acceptance. And they've been doing that a long time. And there's lots of religions around the world that are trying their best to come up with a solution. This is what Hinduism does. Teaches that we must, through our own good deeds, work toward achieving oneness with the universal soul. And if we fail to do this, we are punished by the law of karma, which returns us into another form of existence through reincarnation. Can you imagine? If you don't get it right, you're coming back as something else. Buddhism teaches that we must diligently follow the eightfold path to rid ourselves of evil. We can never know how well we are doing because truth cannot be objectively communicated. We must constantly strive for a state of blissful enlightenment. Islam teaches that we must achieve salvation through a rigidly defined method of worship, enforced good deeds and fanatical devotion. And if we die while using force to bring the world under Allah's dominion, we'll be welcomed to an eternal state of sensuality. This, this is what other religions are trying to do to solve the problem of not being free. Even denominal Christianity teaches that we achieve salvation through mere belief in Jesus Christ in contradiction to the clear teaching of God's word. It often results in no life lasting or no lasting life change as converts are left to live Christ's teachings through their own power. Just believe and nothing changes. Folks, that's not freedom. That's long ways from it. But what the Bible says, it teaches that we achieve salvation through explicitly obeying God's word, resulting in a real death to the old man and a real new birth accompanied by the power of the Holy Ghost, which allows you and I to live a Christian life of freedom. I'm not worried about coming back as a butterfly. I'm not worried about some eight eight path eight uh, full pathway. And if I don't do enough good deeds, no, 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 I am set free by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah! And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. I don't know about you, but I've got no desire to live without freedom. Now listen. Don't allow yourself to to think or believe that pastor doesn't have bad days. I have bad days. 
I'm not going to tell you how many bad days I have. But I refuse to live in the bad day. I made up my mind, no matter how terrible it gets, I'm going to still remember that I'm free. No matter how bad the situation gets, and there's been bad situations, but I'm still going to rely on the freedom that Jesus Christ has gave to my life. No matter how I feel, no matter what my day is like, no matter what my week is projected to be, no matter what is thrown in the pathway, God, I'm going to live in freedom because you set me free. It's a mindset. There's lots of days I'd like to give someone else my phone. I had someone ask not very long ago. So I'll, I'll take your phone for you. I said, you, you have no idea. You have no idea. The only way that would work for you is to turn it off. And I don't turn my phone off. So it's not about whether there's trouble and whether there's situations. That's always going to be. Some of it's called life. Some of it is just called life. But I'm going to live this life understanding that I am free. Yeah, I'm free. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I'm going to close it in here. This is what John writes in chapter 15. Verse 1, I am the true vine, and my father is the husband. That's what he writes in verse 1. Now look at verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, he said, ye can do nothing. And so when he put me into his family, he expects something of my life. Not for it to be a dormant, weed-filled, sucker-growth tree. No, he said, if I'm in his vine, if I'm the branches of his vine, there's going to be something powerful that happens from your life, from my life. You can't be part of his vine and bring forth bad fruit. What's he saying? You can't be part of his vine and not be profitable, not be that you're going to make it, that you're going to try to squeeze by. No, no, no. You're part of his vine. Let me tell you, his vine is healthy. His vine is free. His vine is bearing fruit. His vine's got it all together. His vine is going to be okay. That's what he says. You're going to be all right if you just remember that you're free. Music come.
Have you ever felt restrained in some way? I don't know about you, but I don't like the feeling of being restrained. You, you know what I mean? I remember one time, Miranda was, I don't know, four or five. And I thought I was going to convince her to tell me that she loved me. You have to understand how stubborn she was. I thought, dear Lord, if I ever get that channel, she'll take over the world. And she sat on my knee, and I decided I was going to try to hold her until there was a, it became a game. And she became as stubborn as I was. I don't even remember how long it was. She felt this constraining. I still remember that moment. I don't even remember if she ever told me she loved me or not. can't remember. I don't know which one of us gave in first. And the time my dad was wrestling with me, and he had his arms around me, and he, he was asking me if I give. I said, no. And he squeezed a little harder. Do you give? And I said, no. And the third time he said it, I didn't respond. He had knocked me out. next thing I knew my head was underneath the water tap you ever have that feeling of being restrained why do we allow that as Christians life's got its pressures on us there's finance and there's health and there's family issues and there's job situations and there's kids and grandkids and marriages I mean everything's just got its grips on us yet we're to be free free whom the sun has set free is free indeed I wish we would live to how God wants us to live that's what I wish I desire for this church to reach the place everybody That you would live under the understanding of how Jesus Christ sees you. Free. But, 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 pastor. No, no, you're free. But, but, but you don't, you don't understand this. You're free. But I've got this coming up. You're free. But you don't know what the doctor said. You're free. All of the things that are happening around you, they're going to happen. Some of them are just called life. But down inside, let yourself realize that you're free. 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 Hallelujah. Free. Religions around the world are trying to figure it out. And God filled you with His Spirit so that you could be free just have a good old time of talking and praying in the Holy Ghost you got something that kind of grip in your life bring it right here and say ah I'm not living by that I'm not I'm not living underneath that I'm gonna let myself act like I'm free because I am free
You got something that you happen to solve at work or something to solve at home or something to solve in your own personal life? Bring it right here. Bring it right here and say, God, I'm free. I'm not allowing myself to live under the oppression and the depression of those things that would try to hold me captive. I am free. Stand if you would. Lord, I pray right now that every person that's in this building, every person watching or listening online, God, something that would be trying to hold them from living the way you desire them to live. Maybe, God, people's trying to find it in some other type of solution. Trying to work it out themselves. Trying to come to some resolution in their own power. I don't know every situation, God, or circumstance. I just know that what your word says, whom the Son has set free, is free indeed. Lord, you make us free. I pray, God, every person in this building, God, that has something, God, that's trying to restrain them, constrain them, hold them hostage in some way. I pray, God, they bring it to this altar tonight and just allow it to be taken by you because they are free. By the authority of the Word of God, And by the power of the name of Jesus, uh, let freedom be in this place tonight in people's lives and hearts. uh, And I ask it in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. I just open this altar. Hallelujah. Invite you to it tonight. Hallelujah, whatever whatever situation or circumstance you're feeling uh, in your heart and life tonight, uh, I just invite you to this altar right now. Uh, hallelujah, I invite you to make an altar at home if you're watching or listening. Uh, make an altar where you are right now. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah, that you feel free. Uh, hallelujah, free from the things that would try to constrain you. I want you to come in faith tonight. I want you to come in expectation. I just want you to worship Him like you're free. Don't even allow your mind to be restrained or constrained by what's been bothering you. By what's been trying to hold you hostage. Don't allow your mind to go there. Say, God, you set me free. I'm going to act like I'm free. You set me free. I'm going to be free. You set me free. I expect to be free. I anticipate, Lord, your freedom tonight in my heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.